I'm Jamie Gennaro, and this is Business for Humans. Let's talk about taking your business to a new level without the suits and without being a robot. Here, you can be yourself, you can be imperfect, you can be flawed, and you can still have raging success. So let's go. Hello. Welcome to Business for Humans. I am having like the worst hair day. Such a stupid thing, but it's such a reality for women. I have incredibly thin, like micro thin hair. And for a while, I actually got extensions because my hair is so thin that even when I brush it, it just looks like I'm balding, honestly. And I know that that's just my self-consciousness kind of coming through, but I get so self-conscious about my hair. Like so many other things about me are also imperfect, but my hair is the thing I just cannot get past. It's so funny. I think I'm pretty soon just going to get a wig and like call it good. But anyway, if you're watching this on video, you can just see my hair is like flat and weird. And it's just one of those things, right? We all have our things that we have a harder time letting go of, even though they're just thoughts, even though they're they're maybe not true. Maybe it's not how other people see you. But dang, my hair is just one of those things. We all have them, right? We all have them. But this way, if I mention it, then I don't have to worry about you watching the video going, whoa, she has weird hair. <laughs> and if you're not watching this on video, maybe it's a reason for you to check out my YouTube videos. In any case, today I want to talk about anxiety. And last week I talked about overwhelm. And I think the two work side by side. And you may be thinking, Jamie, you're supposed to be talking about entrepreneurship and leadership and running a business. And what does that have to do with emotions? Well, if you've been listening for a while, or if you've had any kind of coaching in the past, you will understand that your mindset and your thoughts influence your emotions. And your emotions are what make you take action or make you stop taking action, right? So feelings like worry and fear and overwhelm and anxiety, these are all emotions that tend to slow us down. And this is where we say, you know, get around your mindset hurdles or get out of your own way. This is what we mean. Imagine a life where you had no worry, where you didn't worry about anything, where you didn't have any anxiety when you weren't fearful of things, that's available to you. Part of your brain is like, oh, I want that. Like, what's the, what's the magic pill? <laughs> like, what pill can I take? What anti-anxiety pill can I take so that I don't feel those feelings that stop me or slow me down or make me pause, right? And not to say that pausing and slowing down aren't, they're not bad things, Right. This is why we don't want to ignore any of our emotions. We want to be really aware of them and understand them and not judge them so that we can decide the results and the actions that we want to take based on those emotions. So you may feel fear 
And typically that fear could slow you down or make you want to stop. And maybe now you don't want to stop. Maybe now you want to understand that fear, listen to it, see if it's truly keeping you safe or if it's just convincing you that this thing is not safe when it is, right? Listen and then follow your instinct. Is it really unsafe or am I just scared because it's going outside of my comfort zone? Learn to know the difference and then you can start making decisions to create the results you want instead of letting your emotions drive you without intention, without consciousness, right? We have these subconscious feelings that sometimes drive us forward. And maybe those aren't the feelings that we want to be driving us forward. And we get to choose. But you only get to choose if you're aware of them, right? You only get to choose if you're conscious of what these feelings are. Which brings me back to anxiety. There are a series of emotions that I think slow us down more than others. And they feel really deep, right? They feel like they're hurdles that are insurmountable. So anxiety is interesting in the way that it comes up for me because I don't always recognize it as anxiety. So it can feel like this really heavy weight. So the other night I was having trouble sleeping and I really felt like there was this, I guess this is a saying, like a 50 pound gorilla on my chest, right? And I just couldn't sleep. And I didn't have any specific thoughts that were keeping me up. For sure, there were thoughts. They were ruminating and spinning, but I can't put my finger on what one thought was keeping me awake. It was just kind of a banter, an ongoing banter. I couldn't really quiet my mind. But it wasn't like I was worried about something. There wasn't something coming up in the future that I was consciously worried about or thinking about or that was keeping me up or that was making me feel anxious. So I had a couple nights of just not sleeping well and just sort of laying there (laughs) wanting to sleep and not being able to. And after thinking about it for a couple of days, I realized there was this underlying anxiety happening and I didn't see it as anxiety. But what's interesting about anxiety is it it's as much physical as it is mental. It's like certain levels of stress. Your body responds. Your body responds to anxiety. There's a buzzing when you're anxious. And if you think about going into like a public speaking situation, right? And you have some anxiety going into it, there's like this endorphin rush, right? This kind of cortisol burst. And and that's a physical manifestation of anxiety. And then there's the ruminating thoughts. And it Sometimes you can't identify it. It's just this buzzing, this sitting on your chest, this feeling heavy and not necessarily being able to identify it. So what to me is really important with anxiety is to give it a name. When you feel that weight, when you can't quite put your finger on it, when you're not like, it's not depression, I'm not really worried necessarily about anything, but there's just this sensation I have in my body. Like it's slightly 
elevated, right? Not in a good way. Like there's this buzzing nervous energy. And it's important to give it a name because if you continue going forward without identifying it or recognizing it or giving it space, it's just going to keep sitting there. It's going to keep sitting on you. And what's been important to me as I felt this and felt into it and started understanding it, I could tie it to an event that is coming up. So I like to sweep things under the rug, right? Like I'm a coach, but I still have this, have trouble allowing feelings, allowing that buzzing, like allowing myself to feel it and not fight it. When you're laying in bed and you just want to go to sleep and you feel this nervous energy, you're just like, go away, go away, go away, push it down, push it down, push it down. And in those moments, what you need to do is you need to let yourself feel it. Notice it. Notice where it is in your body. Start feeling into it. Okay, I feel it in my chest. I feel it in my stomach. I feel it in my shoulders. I have a slight headache. Let yourself identify all the places where this feeling is manifesting. Because if you just keep trying to push it down, it will keep trying to come up. And then it just takes so much longer. And then you're days and days and days without sleeping. So notice it and then recognize what thoughts, what ideas might be propelling this feeling. So the event that's coming up for me is that I'm about to fly to the US from the Netherlands. And over the Christmas break, I was in Italy with my family. I know it sounds so romantic and exciting. And it is. And also it's just my family. So my husband's family lives in Rome and we spend time with them. And and yeah, we go and we walk around the city center and we always explore. But at the same time, like we've been there so many times. So, you know, not that I want to play it down, but also just know that we went to visit family. <laughs> like that's what we were doing. And they're my in-laws. Um, so anyway, <laughs> two weeks in Rome and then coming back and I'm only home for four days. And so I'm just kind of getting back into my routine. I just got my whole computer situation set up again. And I'm and I left my suitcase out because I have to pack up to go to the US to work with a client um, for a couple of weeks. And I have a fear of, of flying. I freaking love to travel. So again, if you know me or if you've been following me for a while, I travel a lot. I live in Europe. And so I, I really want to take my kids around Europe and explore Europe, Europe because who knows how long we'll be here. And I also like to travel. But a lot of times that involves flights. I try not to fly as much as possible. I, we take the train. Um, sometimes we drive because, of course, there's a humongous environmental impact to flying. But I also live across an ocean from my family and friends. Well, I have friends here too and family, but from other family and friends. And that requires flying. And I really, really hate flying. However, that's a thought. I hate flying, right? And it feels like a fact, like, oh, I've always hated flying. But also I've had some flights that were really great. 
like really fun and relaxing, in fact. And that's where a lot of this underlying subconscious anxiety starts to unravel that I'm not really aware of because I don't feel like I'm focused on the flight. I don't feel like I've been spending a lot of time thinking about it, but it's in there, right? It's like a physical manifestation because I ha- it's like a trigger. It's a muscle memory. Every time I fly, I get this panicky feeling <laughs> ahead of time. Oh my God, it's awful even just to say it out loud because it makes it feel more intense. However, right? Like, this is, a, this is a feeling that I need to allow so that I can let it pass, so that I can let it go, so I don't fight it. Because when I fight anxiety, it pushes harder. It wants more attention. And so it keeps coming up rather than me just noting it and knowing that it's anxiety and knowing where it's coming from. I can already feel my body relaxing. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's totally normal. It's familiar. And also, it's not going to stop me. I can let it come up and allow it. And also tell myself that it's okay. It's okay. I love to travel. I'm on my way to go see friends and family. I'm going to work with a client who I really love. I'm going to be doing a lot of work that I really love. And yes, I'm going to be away from my immediate family. Yes, I'm going to be spending time away from my kids. And how is that good, right? How is that a good thing? How is it good for them to have a little space from me to miss me? I have teenagers, right? They don't want to be around me 24-7, even though I'm holding on tight. They want their space. And so when I give them space and I and I leave for a couple of weeks, obviously they're not by themselves, they're with their papa. But that way they also get to bond with their papa. They get to miss me. And then when I come home, it's like, hugs and loving until they remember that they're teenagers and they want to break free of my hugs. So it's important to remember both sides of the story, right? Yes, I get nervous about flying. And yes, I feel guilty about leaving my family. And also, it warms my heart to be with my friends. And I have my heart in two places. And what a luxury that I get to be in both places. What a luxury that I have a client. I mean, what are the chances? I have a client that that has an office in the place that I left six years ago. And I get to go back almost every six months to work with them and to reconnect with my friends and family. I mean, it's so lovely and luxurious. And there's a part of my brain that's like, oh, but I don't want to leave. Oh, I hate this. I, this is hard. Oh. So it's important to not just go down that rabbit hole. I listened to a meditation a long time ago that was about depression. And it was about this idea that depression is kind of this pothole that if you're not careful, you can just walk into you might just be walking down this road and it's the road you walk down every day and you just keep falling in the pothole. Even though you see it and you recognize it and you know it's there, it's 
hard to figure out how to walk around it, right? So we just kind of drop in and drop in because it's really familiar. Like it's kind of become part of our routine, right? We walk down the street, we drop in the pothole, we get ourselves back out, we keep walking. And it's not, I don't want to say it's not that hard, but once we see that the pothole is there, we have to retrain our brains to say, listen, I'm not going to go in there. I'm going to walk around it. And sometimes we will, right? It's not a forever fix, but I think anxiety is really similar where it's easy to just fall into the pothole and go into this spin, this rabbit hole, because it there's something satisfying to us about that. It's it's satisfying to kind of work through these emotions. And this is why we don't want to just shove them down. We want to be aware of them, but we also don't want to let them take us on a journey that isn't factual. Our brains like to come up with stories to convince us not to do things because our brain is wired to keep us alive, right? So anything that could be a threat to our survival, our brain will automatically throw out these fearful thoughts and anxious ideas to keep us safe. And as an evolved species, without it being in a fight or flight environment any longer, right? Our brain has to readapt to the life that we live now, right? We're not Neanderthals hunting and prey, right? It's a different kind of stress that we live under now. And our bodies respond to that stress. And it's our job to talk ourselves down, to talk ourselves through these emotions that feel like a 500-pound gorilla. He got heavier (laughs) sitting on our chest. When we recalibrate, when we look at both sides of the story, when we look at facts versus our thoughts and stories, When we can come to that place where we understand both sides and we don't drop into the pothole, this is when you have more success in your business. This is the tie-in because your business is a constantly changing, moving entity. It's not, it's never going to be 100% consistent. There is no business in the world that makes the same exact amount of money every month or spends the exact same amount of money every month. It just doesn't exist, honestly. I implore you to try to find a business. There are businesses that are stable, that have a stable amount of money coming in and and, an equal amount going out that leaves them with a profit, right? There's There are healthy businesses that have those things aligned. It doesn't mean that they're making the same amount every month or they're spending the same amount every month. There's just no amount of consistency. It is a moving, shifting organism. And you have to move and shift along with it. And also, you have to stay consistent. You have to stay grounded. And you find that grounding in this looking at both sides of the story, the yes and, the understanding that you don't have to go into the rabbit hole. You don't have to go into a rabbit hole of anxiety around your business. 
You just don't have to. You don't have to go down the rabbit hole of anxiety in your business. You don't. You're in control of that. What if you could run a business without worry? You can. What if you could run a business without fear? You can. Now, some of that emotion is going to sneak up on you and it's going to come in. And it's just like your business. It's not going to be all 100% rainbows and unicorns every day. There's going to be a couple dropping ins of the potholes. (laughs) Can I say that? Dropping ins. You're going to drop into that pothole every once in a while. And knowing how to get yourself out of it and knowing how to recalibrate and knowing how to walk around it are all important pieces to your business because you're going to have slumps. You're going to have a slump in sales and then you're going to have a boost in sales and you're going to start to see there's some seasonality to that. This is my busy season and September is my busy season and the holidays are not. And the summer is not. So if I pushed really hard in the summer and I tied my emotions to the down sales of my business, I would cry every day during the summer. But instead, I take a vacation, right? I choose. I choose whether I'm going to spend a whole summer worrying that I don't have any clients or I spend the summer chilling like everyone else, right? Like... This is what you get to choose. Now you have to plan for it and you have to be responsible and you have to get yourself set up for these things. But no matter how much I want to get myself set up, if I sit and try to land sales in the summer, I just won't no matter what. So I have to decide what I want to do. I could take on a different type of work, right? I could... um, take on some kind of summer project, I I get to choose. But sitting there and worrying and getting upset and feeling like it's about me and taking it personally, that's not going to get me any further in the summer time. It's not. It's just not. The worrying doesn't get you anywhere. It's the actions that you're taking to get the results that you want. And most of the time when you're really deep in worry, you're not going to take the actions that are going to get the results that you want in your business. When you have a lot of anxiety and you're not sleeping, you're not going to wake up the next day and be on fire driving your business forward. You're going to be groggy and sleepy and frustrated and not your best self. So we need to look at those feelings, let ourselves process them and not just like bulldoze through them. That's not the answer. But with anxiety in particular, I just want to remind you that if you are feeling this buzzing nervous energy and you're not resting and it's keeping you up and you can't really name it, that's likely anxiety. And I just want you to be able to tell yourself that it's anxiety so that you don't have to make it mean anything, but that you can note it, give it uh, space, right? Like, okay, this is anxious energy. I want to recognize this and give it some space. I want to let myself feel this. And I also want to look at the other side of the story. Like, where is the anxiety coming from? And also, what is the good part of the situation? What is the part of the situation that is going to drive me forward? Does feel like something I want to lean into? 
If you don't feel any of that energy, if you're just like, this is so heavy that I cannot get out from under it and there's nothing good going on, you might want to ask for some extra help in that space, right? That might not be something that you can deal with on your own and you should never, ever, ever feel any shame or guilt about asking for help in those moments. Sometimes the weight is just too much to be able to release on your own. If you've had anxiety and you have been able to lift it, this is where I want to be able to help you just lean into those things that feel good. I'm leaning into what's good about this trip. And it doesn't mean I'm ignoring everything else. I'm letting it come up and I'm giving my my brain space to understand the good parts too. And that's what's happening in your business also. You're going to have anxiety if you're not making the kind of money that you need to make. You're going to have anxiety about that. But look at the other side of your business. Is there space? Is there growth opportunity? Sometimes there isn't. And that's a pivot point. But don't ignore when you have something good going on. Don't ignore that because your anxiety is so strong trying to tell you a story. If you know that you have something good here, fill the gap that your worry is filling. So maybe you're worried about money. Well, find a solution. Could you take out a loan? Could you borrow some money? Could you take on a side project to fill that gap? Rather than filling that gap with worry, fill it with actions that help you move your business forward, right? Like, hey, I'm going to have to take on this project for a couple months. But that project, if I can make sure that I'm not working more than 20 hours, that project can fuel my business. I can put that money towards my business. Sometimes we have to make those accommodations. But rather than just sitting and worry and not taking action, think about the actions that will fill that gap. So in summary, (laughs) when you have really strong emotions, your brain is going to tell you stories to propel those emotions. And sometimes that's a roadblock to getting what you want out of life and out of your business. So recognize them. Let them release. Give them space. Understand them. Listen to them. And also remind yourself of the other stories, the other things that are going on that are also facts and maybe also thoughts, but things that propel you out of the pothole and into the life that you're looking for. It's all available to you. You have total control over this. You do, whether you think you do or you don't think you do, you do. You are capable of getting yourself to this place. Of course, you have resources to lean into. Coaches, this is what I do, right? I help people get out of the pothole. I help them see the other side of the story. So remember this as you're going towards the next thing that feels hard. I hope that helps. And next week, I will talk to you from the US. See you then. You've been listening to Business for Humans. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And please leave a review so that other business owners can find the show. Learn more at practica.consulting.com.